Hi, I'm Darren Peppard. Welcome to the Leaning into Leadership podcast, the podcast dedicated to today's hardworking leader. Join me every Sunday for leadership insight, inspiration, and a little pep talk to keep you rolling down your road to awesome. Hey, my friends, welcome into episode 114 of the Leaning into Leadership podcast. This episode airing first on Christmas Eve day is very special. It's very special to me, and I think it's a very unique episode. I'm really excited to talk about this this particular episode. You know, podcasters every now and again will get together and do some unique work, whether that's a home and home where, you know, one podcaster goes on another podcaster show and then they flip the script and go on each other's shows, similar to uh, what I did earlier this year with Jay Dostal being on Jay's show and Jay being on mine. Occasionally, podcasters will do something called a collaboration where the two podcasters record one episode and air it on both of their platforms. I did this earlier in August with Joshua Stamper and the Aspire Leadership Podcast. So my friend Brian Martin and I, Brian does the Teaching Champions Podcast. Uh, Brian's a big Buffalo Bills fan. I am, of course, a huge Denver Bronco fan. Um, actually can say that with some pride again, you know, there for a while, couldn't say that with, with anything other than a smirk on your face. But, uh, recently the Broncos and the Bills played and Brian and I were texting back and forth and this idea was spawned. Let's get together. Let's do a shared episode and let's put it on both of our platforms. So this particular holiday collaboration with the Teaching Champions podcast is something I'm super stoked about. Brian and I sat down and decided we would just ask each other random questions. So totally unscripted uh, and just Brian brought some really cool questions to the table and I think I brought a couple pretty good ones for him. So uh, we talk about education, we talk about entrepreneurship, we talk about books and podcasts and all kinds of other things. And of course, We've got a special holiday message for you. So, folks, I hope you enjoy this collaboration half as much as Brian and I did putting it together. So, with that, it's time to get on with the show, folks. All right, welcome into the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. And the Teaching Champions podcast. And we're super excited for this one because we're doing a joint collaboration for everyone today. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun, Brian. I, I really appreciate uh, you being willing to do this. And, you know, folks, let's let's just like go right to it um, and, and be real transparent about how this came about. So um, at the time of this recording, we're a couple weeks removed from my football team, the Denver Broncos. It, it's interesting that I can say that now, like six weeks ago, I would have like been a, had a hard time claiming that, but now they've won five in a row, including a win over Brian's Buffalo Bills. And we were texting during the game, right? And like, hey, we should do something with the podcast. Yes. Yeah, it was uh, pretty awesome. We were watching the game and we're just watching and it was pretty ugly at first. And, you know, I said while we were texting back and forth, this game, no matter which way it turns out, it's going to be a crazy ending. And it was a crazy ending. Oh, my goodness. It was absolutely a crazy ending. I mean, you miss a field goal, but the other team has 12 people on the field. I mean, 
come on. I mean, talk about a creative way to win a game or a creative way to lose a game, depending on uh, depending on how you you look at it. And I think I told you this at the time, but I was in New York City. Um, I, I had been working with uh, one of my districts that I that I support in New Jersey, and I drove back and stayed really close to LaGuardia because I was flying out the next day. And so that next day, of course, I'm wearing I'm wearing a Bronco jersey, and and man, there were a lot of Bills jerseys, including like five guys on my flight to Omaha. And uh, you know, I know they walked on the plane and saw that saw that Bronco jersey, and were like, "Oh man, but stung a little." It's bit all good, for right? <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. So, but that led to us saying, you know, hey, what if what if we get together and do something with the podcasts, both Teaching Champions podcast and the Leaning into Leadership podcast and, you know, let's let's do an episode that we record together and put them on both of our platforms. So, you might be listening to this on the Teaching Champions podcast, um, which I will be doing because I listen to Teaching Champions every single week or you might be listening to Leaning Into Leadership, and uh, which I know Brian does. So, um, what we're going to do tonight, we're going to we're going to just throw some questions back and forth uh, between the two of us. Things that we're just kind of curious about. Who knows where this conversation is going to go? Because it's totally unscripted, and uh, we've already started talking about football. We might even continue with with <laughs> football a little bit too. You never know. So, uh, Brian, I'll throw it over to you to to kind of get us rolling. Yeah, so the neat thing about this is that we've been friends and connected for a while. I think since the beginning of my podcast, and I've watched you flourish with The Road to Awesome. And, you know, as I watch you and see your brand and see everything that you're putting out there, it really made me want to think, and it really made me want to ask you, because as we were talking before we started taping the podcast, I only know my school district. I only know what I've seen in the two schools that I've taught in. But now you're in a place where you're traveling around the country. You see so many amazing school districts. You talk to administrators and educators from all over. So it just makes me curious, like, what do you notice, like, the great things that are happening out there that other um, schools are doing? Yeah, I think that's an awesome question. But f- before I answer that, though, I've got to go right at something you said. You said before we were taping the podcast. And what's funny is there's <laughs> no tape involved, right? But but like we, we continue to say that, right? You know, you know, hey, make sure you tape that show. Well, no, it's all done digitally. But uh, it is pretty you know, funny. I, it uh, is, yeah. My uh, brother-in-law listened to an episode, and he called me out on that. He goes, you're really starting to show your age with the, the taping reference. Well, well, you know, we were both basketball coaches, right? You know, and so, you know, yep. at, back at, at that point in time, you know, when you watch game tape, it was actually tape. You know, now uh, that's just not not the case anymore. Not so so what do I see? What do I see around the country, man? I'll tell you what. I see... I see a whole lot of educators who are still really working their tails off. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of connotation right now around education that it's not a good place to be, that, you know, teachers are, they're just punching out the second the bell rings, they're beating kids out of the parking lot. And, you know, I think there are some who maybe are, I guess, they're sharing that message, you know, because that's what they're doing, you know, whether that's on TikTok or, you know, on Instagram or, or whatever. And and I get that. And I, I don't begrudge people at all. I mean, I think uh, the work-life balance, I hate that phrase because balance is such an 
a poor choice of words, but I, I mean, I understand that. And I think it's important. And I know this youngest new generation of teachers, Katie Kinder, we call them baby teachers. Um, <laughs> they, they value things a little bit differently. And I think that's wonderful. So mm-hmm. that said, man, there are educators all over this country who are working their tails off. And they still love kids and they still love teaching and they love learning. And I, I just I want to start with that because I, I don't think we should overlook the fact that by far and away, the bulk of teachers in the face of a teacher shortage, an administrative shortage, um, you know, funding challenges, legislative overreach, parents that, you know, can be a little bit hyper involved, you know, a little outspoken mm-hmm. um, in the face of all of that, they're still going hard, man. They really, really are. And, you know, what I'm starting to see coming back are those conversations, those really deep conversations about student learning, about teaching, about rigor. Um, you know, I, I had, um, I had a conversation just in the last couple of days, one of my districts in Nevada that I worked with, or that I'm still working with rather, um, one of the principals, we were on a, on a coaching call the other day and he was talking about, um, academic tenacity and, and just that's their, that's their big thing right now is, is getting their learners to just be tenacious, to just not give up too easy. And I think that's mm-hmm. a big challenge a lot of people have right now, but um, just some of those types of conversations, you know, I, I know a lot of people are, are faced with some behavioral challenges. Um, a conversation I had uh, just this morning, honestly, with a with an assistant superintendent here in Nebraska talking about this band of kids in that that third, fourth, fifth grade range. So not far away from the age group you work with, with uh Having, you know, um, I can't remember the the phrase she used for it, but, you know, being diagnosed with like intermittent explosive disorder. I'm, I'm almost positive that's what it is. And, you know, it's that like sudden fits of rage and, and those mm-hmm. types of things. All of those challenges. What, what's amazing is people continue to work and kids are learning and kids are happy in school. And for the most part, teachers are happy in school. Is it perfect? No, but it never has been, right? Um, but I think I think to the stem, to the core of, of your question, um, and, and you kind of let in with, I don't remember if you said it when the record button had been hit or if it was before, but um, I know the stuff I've learned as, as an administrator, you know, as a superintendent, and now in this coaching and consulting and speaking role, man, I'll tell you what, there's some incredible, incredible things happening in classrooms that I know if I went back into a classroom now, whoo, man, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know where to begin because I've seen so many great things. And it just, I mean, I could riff on this thing for hours. I think I'm already kind of rambling a little bit on your question, but um, I've seen a lot of really, really great things. And it, it just, it comes back to human beings doing everything they can, you know, to help little people be a little bit better little people nine months from now. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And I think that's so true. Like the passion, 
And it, it's just you can reach a child in different ways. But you you show up, you're passionate, you care about them. And and like you said, I can walk down the hallway of my school and I just see some amazing teachers. And I sent out an email the other day uh, to the lady. Ladies were, were crushing it. And I think they just needed to be reminded of that. And sometimes, um, like you said, sometimes in social media and other things, like it, it can have like a, a negative connotation. And sometimes inside the schools, it can feel a little bit negative. But if we walk down the hallway and we're deliberate in what we notice, what we look for, what we listen to, we're going to pass classrooms, we're going to pass students, and we're just going to see that joy inside those classrooms. We're going to see that great teaching. We're going to see teachers going above and beyond. And that, that makes you feel good. And it's just a, a positive reminder of this beautiful profession and what people are doing inside our schools. Man, I love that so much. And you know, that, that, that honestly just leads so perfectly into my first question for you. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you, you already talked about it. You know, we've been connected for a while. We've been friends for a while. And one of the things that I just love so much about you, um, you know, you're, you're such an optimistic person, but you also, um, having never been in your school, I'll say yet, having never been in your school, um, I'm certain that you are one of the big teacher leaders in that school. And, you know, I, I think that teacher leadership is such a key, you know, when working with schools around the country, those schools that are really performing at a high level, they're not reliant on just a principal to lead or a leadership team of principal and assistant principals or an instructional coach or a guidance counselor. It's a, there's leadership from the teacher ranks. Talk a little bit about your perception of teacher leadership, maybe some of the stuff you do as a teacher leader and how that impacts the culture at your school. Yeah, you know, I, I think teacher leadership is, it's crucial. Sometimes we talk about like um, school culture and obviously the administrator, they play such a huge role in that. But I think it's lost on sometimes how big of a role each and every single one of the adults and it's not just the teachers, it's every every individual within the school, how big of a role they play in that classroom or in that school culture. And I always think about um, Dr. Joe Sanfilippo and one of his teachings that, that he's talked about over and over and over again is, you know, recognize, acknowledge, and extend. And it, it's something that I've really taken to heart and I really try to do. So he says, you know, you walk down the hallways and just like we were talking about um, just a second ago about noticing the good things that are happening and they're happening all over. And then he says, so you notice it. So number one, that puts me in a good mental state. And then he says, you acknowledge it. You go up to that person, let them know, hey, you're crushing it. You know, I love what you're doing. And then he says, you go down the hallway and this is the most important part, he says, he, that you extend that. You go into someone else's classroom. And if I saw you, Darren, down the hallway, just crushing it in this unbelievable lesson, I go into my next door neighbor's classroom 
And I say, you should see what Darren's doing down there. He's just, that lesson that he just did, what he just did for that student was absolutely amazing. And he says, what happens is eventually that person that I just told is going to go and tell you about the amazing things that he's hearing about you. And what happens is just that domino effect or that ripple effect where, you know, it extends to everybody. So everybody's watching it and talking about each other in a positive way. So I guess, you know, I look at that and my strong suit, there are ladies that that know the curriculum back and forth and they are just absolutely amazing. And they lead in that area. My, my, what I try and do is lead in, and that is the spreading of the great things that are happening. Um, you know, I try, I'm the only male educator. I've always been the only male educator in my buildings outside of like the, the phys ed teacher. And sometimes I've worked with some male uh, administrators, but I've been the only male teacher. So I'm trying to embrace that, you know, because I kind of, you, you stand out a little bit. So, you know, always, um, talking to all the kids, the kindergarten students, they line up right in front of my classroom every morning. So every morning I go out and we do a, a countdown from 10 to, to zero and, uh, you know, kind of let the whole school know just w- with us that the, the bells ring and they walk by and I give them high fives. And it's just, a, you know, in assemblies, I get up and I, I lead the school in, in some cheers. And it's just trying to, you know, being the teacher leader that is trying to set the tone and what I can do. You know, what's my strong suit? My strong suit is recognizing the good, sharing the good, extending that good. So, that you know, that's, that's uh, I guess, my big piece that I hopefully bring to my building. Well, I think the most important piece there is your mindset. And, you know, just looking for the positives when when you're looking for something, you're going to find it, whether you're looking for the positives, you're looking for the negatives, you know, or what whatever the case may be. And I think that's, you know, definitely a strength that you have. And it's awesome that you're bringing that into your school. And, and you know, you're so right, too, with, you know, any time that that you're finding something positive, you're pointing it out and then you know, carrying it down the hallway to somebody else. And I love that, that, you know, that you're quoting Joe Sanfilippo, uh, big shout out to Joe. He's, uh, mm-hmm. such, such an amazing leader, such an amazing human being. And, uh, um, definitely a key piece there in the culture is making sure that not only that we're looking for it, but we're pointing it out and then, yeah, we're sharing it with somebody else saying, man, you got to go see what Brian's doing. This is just so cool. Mm-hmm. I love that so much, man. Great answer. Yeah. And I, and I'm just, I always want to share too, um, when you talk about teacher leadership, uh, what I always try and tell other people is one of the biggest lessons I learned was from you, my friend. And you, you know, you've talked about it, so I don't want to steal your story too much about, you know, what are the two things, the two questions, right? You know, why is it always about what they're doing wrong? Why isn't it about what they're doing right? And I try, and I think that's so important, like being a classroom teacher, and I'm sure administrators, you guys have an unbelievable job, so many fires that you put out. But if all I see in that student that's having a difficult time is that difficultness or, you know, that, that one thing that's wrong, that they do wrong, 
then it's going to be hard to make those connections. So that lesson from you, like when I'm having, we're not seeing eye to eye, we're not on the same page with a student. I, I have to be cognizant of my own self, my own feelings, my own mindset and step back. And I've done it so many times. So I thank you, brother, is uh, just that. in my head, you know, what are the amazing things about that student? Because there are some, so many amazing things. Yeah, no, I love that. You know, it makes me think of uh, a conversation that I had today uh, with uh, with a principal and a couple of his his lead teachers who their school is in a jail. And, mm-hmm. you know, here's, you know, they're, they're down a couple of teachers. They have a hard time, you know, kind of recruiting a little bit. But listening to the three of them talk and tell their story of what it's like to work with incarcerated youth and yeah. to hear things like, you know, you know, you're the first math teacher to actually just sit down and walk through a problem with me. You know, I mean, they have kids who want to learn. They have kids who want to do well. Yes, they've made poor mm-hmm. choices in their life, but that doesn't mean that they don't deserve another chance. And, you know, the, you talk about people who are looking for the good in others. Mm-hmm. Man, these folks that are that are working in, you know, in, in institutions around the country, working with incarcerated youth. Holy cow, man. Shout out to them because yes. you talk about going with a mindset. I mean, you could go in with the mindset of, you know, well, these kids, you know, they're broken. They're not going to graduate. They're this, they're that. Or you could remember they're, they're little human beings who mm-hmm. maybe made some poor choices. No questions asked. They've made some poor choices, but that doesn't mean that they don't still continue to deserve an opportunity. And, um, yeah, that just, that, that just made me think about that conversation today, man. It was a really powerful conversation. No, that sounds like an amazing conversation. And, and you know, that's a tough job, but the power of belief, like one person, those people going in and believing in those kids, you know, the effect that that can have on them in their future. Yeah. Like, unreal. It's, unreal. It's unreal, man. It really is. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. Awesome. So I got another question for you, my friend, that, and this is something that I think is important because like resilience, and we just talked about like not every day is a good day. We got to learn how to handle the ups and downs. And you, you know, leaving like the the school district that you were in to to go on the consultant path. That's tough, especially, you know, the first year, there's always that that growth curve. There's so much to, to learn the ups and downs. So what were some of the biggest lessons that you've taken away over the past uh, year, year and a half, what were some of the strategies that you used? Because there had to be some tough moments. So what were some of the yeah. strategies that you used to help you, you know, mindset wise, get through those tough days? And I love this question. I really do. And uh, I would tell you that the number one lesson, and I continue to learn this lesson all the time, is patience. Because um, it's something I'm not very good at. And, uh mm-hmm. You know, in in this in this work, so much of it is 
about well it's relationships and you know people don't people don't typically form a relationship with somebody just out of the blue you know there there needs to be something you know that that sparks the connection you know you and i connect mm -hmm. through probably through twitter um, I think is is how we got initially connected, and you know we had some things that were that were common, and so in in this line of work, you you have to put yourself in a place where you can start to build those relationships. And social media is a tiny fraction of it. It's really mm -hmm. it's getting in front of people. You know, I, I tell people all the time. People reach out to me all, uh, quite frequently now and say, "Hey, how do I get into the line of work that that you do?" and you know, nobody hires somebody to speak if they don't know they're in the business to speak. You need right. to actually go do it. And, you know, that means sometimes, you know, budgeting and, and, and you know, we do it here here at RTA. You know, I'm, I'm budgeting for X number of conferences that I'll pay my own way. You know, yes, I'm going to have some where I'm paid to be there as the keynote speaker or I'm paid to be there as a featured speaker. And, you know, I'll do some breakout sessions or whatever the whatever the case may be. But I had to I had to get in front of a lot of audiences. And mm -hmm. again, you know, the relationship piece is huge. Um, you know, people want to work with people they know. Right. People want to work with people mm -hmm. they trust. And for me, that first that first year, year and a half, it was one leaning on relationships I already had and not not like, you know, leaning on people like, hey, you need to hire me, not in any way, shape or form. Um, the advice I tell people right now is just reach out to people that, you know, and say, hey, can I just share with you what I'm doing and get your feedback? Right. You mm -hmm. know, I talked to hundreds of people in that first year or so, and it was I just wanted to learn from them. What what were they struggling with? What were their challenges? Because, you know, you, you kind of alluded to this, Brian, like, you know, you've been in the two buildings that you were in. I worked, I worked in a, a district in, in Northwest Arizona as a classroom teacher. I worked in a district in Southwest Wyoming as a school level administrator, and then a district in the mountains in Colorado as a superintendent. Those were my, those were my schema. Right. Mm -hmm. So I knew what the challenges were where I was, but that doesn't mean that I know the challenges where you are in Western New York or where, you know, somebody is in North Carolina or, you know, in California or fill in the blank. Right. So mm -hmm. I just really started leaning into those relationships and just just talking to people, because this is something I think a lot of people don't realize in in the line of work that I do now the whole the whole thing is all about solving problems and helping other people solve mm -hmm. problems it's it's not about ooh hey i want to talk about road to awesome i mean i do but the problem that we're solving there is when we have you know school culture climate classroom culture and climate that isn't mm -hmm. where we want it to be you know it's uh, that that's a big piece of it so definitely the patience definitely you know learning the importance of the relationship thing. I mean, I've always been really good at, at networking and relationship building. So I think that benefited me. Um, mm -hmm. Everything to do with the back of the house. So everything about a business, I had to learn that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been really fortunate there, um, you know, as somebody who is a coach, as a, you know, a leadership coach, I believe strongly in coaching so much so that, I have a coach. I have a business coach. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm part of a business mastermind. Actually, through through the Teach Better Network, uh, I'm part of the um, Teach Better MBA program. So they have actually two. Um, you're welcome, Gargas. This sounds like a commercial for you. <laughs> um, but they, they have two different programs. They have the MBA program for those who are full-time in the business like I am. There's, I think, five mm -hmm. or six of us. And then they have their edupreneur, which is really for people kind of doing, you know, like the side hustle thing. You know, they're still in the classroom or still an administrator and also starting to do this work. And having a coach has been just invaluable to me. Um, and, and I also have a couple of mentors in the space. And, you know, so being willing to learn from from others in the space, guys like Tom Cody, Steve Bowler, um, you know, they've been huge for me, uh, just having the opportunity to just talk to them and learn from, from them, you know, what, what, what do you do in this situation or how do you, you know, how do you get into this type of a space or, you know, what associations do I need to be a part of? And, and that kind of stuff there, the learning curve, it was a vertical line, man. It really was. And it's, it's not flattening out, but it's. It's right. not a straight vertical line anymore. You know, we're, we're two and a half years into it. And, um, you know, I mean, the same thing's true with the book side of our business, you know, just learning so much of the ins and outs. I mean, there's, there are a lot of different opportunities out there for how you publish books. And mm -hmm. so it's really like finding the one that's just the right fit for a specific book. You know, the system, you know, by which we, we take in new authors um, you know, accept book proposals, all of that kind of stuff. It's, it's been, it's been a really interesting process. I don't even know if I answered your question, man. I think I just kind of no, like I, just squirreled off into, into never, never land there. No, you, you crushed it, man. And and what I love, a couple of things that I love, and I love listening to people that, that are doing other things. Like I, you know, you have this business where you talk about, because I, I listen to a lot of business podcasts and they talk about, having that mastermind where you can bounce ideas off of when they you hear these great business leaders and they talk about like having mentors that you can learn from because i think that's so yeah. important um being coached like you know we're both big sports guys and if you listen someone like uh i think it was a story about kevin garnett and he goes up to boston and Doc Rivers, him and Doc Rivers meet up. And Kevin Garnett, you know, he's a pretty intense guy. And he was all about to Doc Rivers, you need to coach me. You know, here, here's an all-NBA Hall of Famer saying, I want to be coached. So these guys are making multi-million dollars are willing to be coached. And sometimes, yeah. you know, we get afraid – is educators sometimes we want those uh when when you the administrators pushed in we we get the dog and pony show out to to show the best lesson you know i want you know you got to feel comfortable with your administrator but i want you to come in and i want you to coach me and tell me how i can do better and then uh the last part that i love that you talked about is the relationship piece and you're so good with the relationship piece and i was talking to laney Rao last night Amazing woman. Uh, check Love out her, Laney her podcast. Love Laney yeah. Rowell. Yeah. Evolving with gratitude. And I, and one of the things that I asked her, I said, hey, what is like one of the biggest lessons that you've learned from someone on the podcast? 
and she took it in a little bit different direction, which she said, which I love. She said one of the people that she talked to said, um, to be interesting, you have to be interested. Yeah. That you have to be a great listener. And I just think for all of us, like if, if we worried more about listening, what we could truly learn from one another. So, and, and that gets into the relationship piece because everything we do yeah. I, at the school front, home front, it's all about relationships. A hundred percent, man. hundred percent. You know, I, I want to just expand a little bit on the coaching piece that, that you talked about. I don't know. I have a feeling you've probably watched it, but uh, the, I think it's on Netflix, the series uh, quarterback that that one season no. that they did, they had Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. And mm-hmm. One of the things that was, first off, it was just a fascinating, fascinating series. But a a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who, I mean, arguably the best player in the league right now, you know, Mm -hmm. I would argue for your boy, Josh Allen, my boy, Josh Allen, (laughs) but, (laughs) but man, he's right there. Right. And, you know, you get to see things in that series where it isn't just like what they're doing on the field. And Mm -hmm. The number of people coaching Patrick Mahomes, it's not just that he has a quarterback coach and Andy Reid is his head coach. I mean, he is he is a strength and conditioning person just for him. He hired him. Mm-hmm. Somebody he, I think, went to high school with. And, I mean, just, you know, like has this very specific routine and regimen. And he's paying this coach. I mean, he's probably paying him an insane amount of money to mm-hmm. take on one client all throughout the year. And I mean, that's, that's the kind of coaching people just don't realize how much goes into what those really true top level athletes, Michael Jordan is true of him. It's, you know, mm-hmm. true of, you know, you mentioned Kevin Garnett's a great example. Kobe Bryant was that way. Um, it's not just, you know, yeah, I got my, my head coach. It's so much more than that. So I don't, I don't even know if you even saw that, that show, but holy cow, it was incredible. Yeah. I love that. I haven't seen that one. I just love seeing that though, you know, because there's a whole team that we never see, but the investment to take yourself from good to great to that, that top, top, top echelon, you don't, you don't get there unless you outwork everybody and you just have a team of people around you. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Okay. So you asked me about something that I had learned in mm-hmm. in my new venture. So I got to ask you about something that you've learned. So you've been podcasting longer than I have. I'm mm-hmm. when this drops, we're somewhere in the I don't know 115, 120 episodes, somewhere in that neighborhood, and you are double that. So in the time that you've been podcasting, and and you can take this in any direction you want to go. So this mm-hmm. could be about podcasting. It could be about teaching. It could be about whatever. Just share share some things you've learned because you were a podcaster. Yeah, so some things I've learned that there's some pretty amazing people out there that if you, like we were just talking about, like if you take the time to sit down and listen, you can learn some great things. If you take the time to reach out, it's amazing how many people like, and I learned this um, from a guy I used to coach basketball with because he would watch division one basketball programs 
and he would reach out to these programs and just ask them a question about like an inbounds play or something about their offense. And it wasn't always like the head coach that would get back to him. It might be like one of the assistants, but they would get back to him. And I found that with like the teaching world and that if you reach out to people, a lot of people really want to help you out. So, yeah, just that, um, you know, the people that you surround yourself with matter. And that's one beautiful thing about the podcasting world is that you connect. It's almost like a jolt of, you know, that dopamine that I get after every conversation that you have. You jump on and it's like a blind date almost. You know, a lot of these people you don't know. So you're connecting with them for for the first time. You might have interacted with them on social media, but you jump on with them. And it's like you sit down and have a cup of coffee and you, you just riff and you talk. And I'm sitting there to learn. And then, uh, you know, I guess another big lesson that, that I take that may be uh, applicable for people who don't have a podcast is to cheer on others. Like the, that comparison trap. That if I compare my podcast to you, then I get caught up in the numbers. That if I cheer you on and I look at my podcast and Joe Rogan doesn't have anything to worry about, <laughs> you know, it, it's, I'm not going to overtake <laughs> Joe Rogan. But if yeah, I yeah. Look Ed Milet is as, safe. I've, I'm, I'm not going to catch Ed Milet anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, right? so, so they don't have, they can sleep well tonight knowing that. There you go. But yeah. If, if we look at the process, like, my reason for podcasting is to connect with awesome people and to learn. And I think, you know, if you really step back and honest with what you want out of something, that why. So I guess those are the big things. Yeah, I love that, man. I, you know, typically when, when I have a guest on that I've never met before, we actually do like a Zoom call weeks before you know or at least a week before we we do the mm-hmm. show um because i do want to at least you know not do the blind date thing a hundred percent but um uh but i think it's 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 always so interesting you know the people that you that you meet and that you get to know and that you find just these interesting things you know about mm-hmm. them and you know i tell them quite frequently because uh, I like to kind of, you know, hey, here's, you know, kind of why the podcast exists, especially when it's, you know, I get a lot of the, you know, solicited, hey, have so-and-so on your podcast kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to tell them, hey, here's the reason for the podcast. And when I first launched this podcast, the truth is I wanted it to be, you know, about, you know, about great leadership. But I also wanted, you know, I mean, I had to increase the brand, right? I I needed to increase that footprint that I have and further establish myself, I guess, as an expert in the leadership space. And while Mm -hmm. I think that has happened, man, what, what really has happened is, number one, I get to sharpen my saw every single conversation I have. I mean, you are Mm -hmm. so right, man. The people we get to interact with, it's incredible. But the other thing is, man, I just, I'm just like you. I mean, the, that jolt of dopamine when you, when we finish this conversation, I mean, it's like running, Mm -hmm. like it's turbocharged right now, man, because this is a freaking awesome conversation. And 
so many of those, you just, you come away with it. Like, oh my God, I can't wait until everybody gets to hear this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we get caught up in our numbers. It's like, well, no, more people need to hear this. Yes. This is so good. And not what I said, but what my guest said. It's so mm -hmm. good. You know, so um, I, I like that you said that about, about podcast day. I mean, it's, it's really cool. I, I wasn't sure where you would go. I could have pointed you in the direction like, you know, hey, wait, what would you tell somebody who wants to podcast or, you know, what did you learn mm -hmm. about yourself or whatever? But I love where you actually went with that because, again, it's it's back to the, you know, it's a people business, right? It's about relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the beautiful things I think about podcasting, man. It's It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And the neat thing is when, when we talk about cheering each other on, like uh, I know that, that we've connected, like you got the Joshua Stampers, the, the Kyle Hills, the Dr. Christopher Jones, the Laney Rowles that are all podcasters, just phenomenal people. And uh, everybody's out to help each other out, which is super cool too. Yeah, absolutely. I don't look at anybody's podcast as competition. I just look at it as inspiration. Like, you know, yeah. and, and I mean, everybody you, you listed right there, I listen to their shows. I also listen to, like you mentioned, some business podcasts. I listen to business podcasts. I listen to marketing podcasts. I listen to self-help stuff. I mean, Ed mm -hmm. Milet, um, you know, uh, John Acuff, All It Takes a Goal. Like, I mean, I just nerd out on those. Um Scott Jeffrey Miller uh, on leadership podcast. Uh, I mean, just on and on and on, man. That, um, and, and every one of them, it's like I listen to how they lead into a guest or some of the things they ask mm -hmm. a guest. Or yes. um, I actually caught myself in um, this episode when this one is live. This episode I'm going to talk about was has already been dropped. But I actually asked a guest you know, hey, let's rewind a couple of decades, which is a mm -hmm. Scott Jeffrey Miller thing from On Leadership. He says it every single time. And I didn't plan on doing it, but it's like I stole yes. from him. I'm like, ah. Yes. No, but again, I, I, he's he's not tuning in listening to my show, I don't think, too often. <laughs> so we're probably okay. Yeah, no, and I love that. And that's what I was thinking about, like, when when you were talking about yourself and the mentors, like mentors, because I do the same thing that, that you do is I listen to so many different uh, podcasts from, you know, so many different categories, but I, I look at it as like I'm studying, like not just the content of the guests to sharing, but how is that host, uh, you know, having that conversation? What are certain things that he does to hook in the audience? Yeah. How does he ask questions? So, you know, that mentors, they don't have to be specifically aligned with us. You know, I can say, you know, uh, Ed Milet, he's my mentor because I, I'm listening to how he frames his podcast or John Acuff. How does he, because he, he's so amazing with his humor, how, how yeah. does he set up the humor inside his podcast? Yeah. So I think that's yeah, awesome. 100%. Well, here's a, yeah. here's a question for you, brother. Going in, the year is wrapping up. 2023 is wrapping up. 2024, what is next on the agenda for Road to Awesome? Whew, man, that's that's a great question. Um, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, tying back to a, a previous question, you know, one of the things that, that I've learned, um, I was never a huge fan of strategic planning when I was mm -hmm. a superintendent, when I was a 
when as a building principal. But um, we've actually been working on our strategic plan here for the business, and that's been really important for us to be to be a little bit more focused on what we have, you know, coming up down the road and and where we're going with some different things. Um, I'll tell you that you know we've got some great books coming in 2024 mm-hmm. from some incredible authors, people like. Uh, Coach Kurt Hines will have his book coming soon. We've got a book coming from Jamie Brown. We've got a book coming from, um, uh, let's see, Todd Bloomer. Uh, we've got a book coming from Martin Silverman. Um, man, there's a handful of others that, that are out there. J.B. Gross, we've got a book coming from him. Um, so a lot of exciting things in the book area. I'm working on another book. I'm actually working on two. I've got one. Um, uh, what the heck? I might as well go ahead and, and let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Katie Kinder and I talked about it a, a couple episodes ago on my show. Mm-hmm. Katie Kinder and I are writing a book together. Uh, we're going to be focusing on some stuff with uh, classroom culture um, and classroom management and, and some of those types of things. Um, so certainly that's that's coming um, I'm going to be all over the place speaking in 2024, which is, which is a lot mm-hmm. of fun from, from Oregon to North Carolina, from, from California to New York, man, I'm, I'm all over the place. So, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I think it's at this point in time for us, it's, um, just, just continuing to, to do the work that we're doing, um, what mm-hmm. has really, really taken off. At, at Road Dawson, and it's not one that that you see a lot of, you know, sharing on social media and stuff because it's it's the one on one coaching, it's the the leadership team coaching that mm-hmm. has really become a big deal, and that honestly that consumes probably seventy percent of my time right now. Oh, wow. uh, whether that's you know working with an individual superintendent or an individual principal or a leadership team at a school or a leadership team in an entire district, mm-hmm. um, and I think we've got. Uh, we're probably coaching about 35, 30, 38 people right now. So that's I think that's great. just going to continue to grow in, in 2024. And um, yeah, and we'll just keep rocking and rolling on the Leaning Into Leadership podcast, man. That's that's what's that's what's going on here. So so I've got one final question for you. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then I know you're going to ask me about books. So um, <laughs> You and I both have a have a final question we ask people on our show. So, so even though this mm. is this is both shows, um, I'm still going to ask you what I ask everybody on leading into leadership. Like right now, Brian, what are you doing to lean into leadership? Yeah, you, you know what? I just trying to to get better, to evolve. And we both talked about you know the Ed Milet show, and I think I heard this person on the Ed Milet show. I can't remember her name. But she had an acronym, and she said HOPE. And she said HOPE stands for, for her, help one person every day. So I guess I, I heard that. I whipped out my phone, and I wrote it down. And at the end of the day, um, I'll try and be a good teacher. I'll try and be a great teacher and, and get better. But if I can help one person every day, whether that's a student or it's the colleague because they need just as much as help as we do. Just because we're adults doesn't mean that we shouldn't be there for one another. If I can help them out every single day, then when I hit the sack at night, can call it a good day. So I guess that's how I'm trying to lean into leadership, brother. 
Man, I love that. That's awesome. That is outstanding. I, I actually listened to that same episode. I remember that. And and what it stood out to me because we have uh, another author who her book will probably be out in 2024 as well, Brandy Kelly, Dr. Brandy Kelly. And her mm-hmm. book will be actually titled Leading with Hope. But hope stands for something different uh, for Dr. Kelly. So uh, that's going to be pretty exciting. We'll have to keep our eye out for that. That's right. Awesome. Now, uh, one of my favorite questions on my podcast is, what is some book recommendations that you have? Man, that's that's just such a great question. Um, you know, I've got a couple that I always go to with folks. And uh, I think... Um, Instead of maybe going there, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple out that uh, are fairly recent for me. Uh, people that you know that I think really super highly of. Um, uh, just had him on the show here very recently, uh, Steve Bowler, who I mentioned him earlier. He's mm-hmm. one of my mentors, but his book, uh, Stand Tall Leadership, I think is just an absolutely spectacular book. Um, you know, Steve is is one of those people who. You know, he tells it like it is, but he's also, I mean, he's, he's very humorous. Um, he's very intelligent. He's very well-spoken and his book mm-hmm. just, I mean, it just absolutely hits it out of the park. I, I just absolutely love that book. That's one that, uh, that I'm a huge fan of. Um, I'll throw a couple others that, that actually are, are road to awesome books, but they're, they're also, you know, absolutely spectacular books. Um, I think you've had her on the show, Crystal Frommert's book. Um, the, the book when calling or when calling parents, isn't your calling Mm -hmm. buddy, every educator on the planet should have that book in their hand. It is, man, it is the playbook for parent communication. I just think it's fantastic. And, you know, just an awesome, awesome uplifting book, uh, Kip Schubert's book, um, struggle to strength is truly one of those unbelievable stories of perseverance, uh, you know, of, of rising above and staying focused on what really matters. Um, mm-hmm. Kip's an incredible human being too, you know, and so uh, those, you know, from a book perspective, I would tell you there's, there's three really good ones. And I, I'll add this, I haven't got it yet because it hasn't come out by the time this drops on Christmas Eve. That's right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge Alex Cross fan, so James Patterson's newest Alex Cross is dropping this this month, and by the time this podcast is live, I will probably either be reading it or will have just finished it. That that's fantastic. My dad's a big uh, fan of his too, so those are uh, some great book recommendations. And I have to say, like Crystal. She was on the show. I had the chance to read her book, and that is a book that everybody needs to read. It's whether you're a first year teacher all the way up to to now, uh, you know, you're a veteran teacher. So many great tips within in that book. Um, and Kip's book, you know, I'm, I'm we're trying to connect. I know Kip's going to be eventually on the Teaching Champions podcast, so I, I was prepping for it, and I read his book. And here's another thing about podcasting that sometimes, and we do this in life, we make up our, we get a a vision of who people are in our minds, but we don't truly appreciate them. And then, you know, I read Kip's book and, you know, I thought he was a great guy before 
but how honest and authentic and truthful he was in those pages. Like it just, uh, my, uh, how I viewed him just skyrocketed. So those, uh, I definitely, it's an incredible book, man. You know, I I get, I get the opportunity to, you know, to see those books, you know, in, in their most raw form when they first come into us. And obviously, you know, uh, Jessica, our editor, my lovely wife, um, does an incredible (laughs) job with those books, but you know, it's amazing when, I mean, cause I'll read a book five, six times before it ultimately is released. And, you know, I'll just say this about Kip's book. There are three parts in that book. I could read it again tomorrow and it'd probably be the eighth or 10th time I've read it. And I will cry in all three of those parts. I mean, they just, oh man, it, he's, he's a great storyteller, but he's also an incredible human being. So yeah, thanks for saying that about, about him. All right. So, so Brian, you know, I, I was going to ask you about podcasts. I was going to ask you to tell me like, like your favorites, cause you've already mentioned those, but look, man, here's the thing. This episode, we both know this episode is going to go live on both of our, uh, on both of our shows on December 24th. So you know what? Let's, let's talk about the holidays a little bit. Like, like, I don't know, Brian, man, do you have like a favorite I don't know, maybe a holiday memory that, that stands out to you or a favorite holiday movie or, or something that every time this time of year that just like is your thing. Yeah, you know, the holidays, it's such a special time of the year. It's special. Like, so I work in the primary level with those second graders and just the energy. Now, they were bringing the energy today to, to the classroom, but to see the joy in them and the excitement in them um you know a great memory just happened the other day so you know i don't have any kids so i sometimes even though i'm at the primary level and i get to experience all of the the joy the the winter recitals for for my students i don't get the other side of it so beautiful memory that just happened the other day is we went to my nephew's uh winter concert so it was about an hour and a half away. We drove up there at nighttime, and, and it was pretty neat because it was snowing a little bit, so it had that winter feel, and we just go into the auditorium, and it was a fourth grade through a 12th grade concert, and just to be in there. Oh, wow. Fourth energy. grade through 12th grade. Wow. Yeah. So it's a, it's a small school district. It's yeah. a pretty, you know, we're, we're rural Western New York, so it's a small district, but you just see like like the parents and the grandparents there and there's something special like to feel that energy and to see the kids go up on the risers and you just hear them sing and it just kind of we get caught up in the daily stressors and all the the noise but in that moment when everybody turns that noise and that negativity and and the stuff off And you just look up at these kids and everybody's just kind of locked in and just embracing that moment. So, you know, I guess that the most recent memory, it was a beautiful moment, though, too. So how about for yourself, brother? What was a a great winter memory for you? Oh, I love that so much. You know, I I would tell you there are a couple. Um, You know, I'll go back to, you know, as as a kid. 
you know, when it came time to decorate, you know, put up the Christmas tree and all that kind of stuff. Um, as a uh, as a really young kid, we had this big, huge German stereo. It's called a Telefunken. I mean, it is a massive piece of furniture. <laughs> and, you know, it was not just a radio and all that kind of stuff, but also, you know, it you know, was like a turntable, you know, the old, you know, record player, right? Mm -hmm. And it has incredible sound, or it had incredible sound. And, uh, you know, I remember just, you know, as a kid listening to, you know, different Christmas albums, you know, while we were, you know, trimming the tree, my my two sisters, mm -hmm. my mom, my dad, you know, whether that was, you know, stuff from Bing Crosby or, you know, Elvis or, or whatever, you know, uh, just, just mm -hmm. listening to that kind of stuff <laughs> while we were trimming the tree. And then, and then just sitting, honestly, my mom and I together, you know, on Christmas Eve, we'd always watch, um, white Christmas. And this year I get, to, mm -hmm. I will be at my mom and dad's on Christmas Eve and we'll, uh, we'll watch white Christmas. So, um, that one just always stands out to me. You know, the interesting thing that, that, that German Telefunken, uh, no longer is functional, but it's actually sitting right behind me. It is uh, a piece of furniture now here in my home. And, uh, you know, we've long since taken the, you know, the, the radio guts and stuff out of it. But, uh, I mean, mm -hmm. they purchased it in the late 1960s in Germany. Uh, my dad was in the service. My sister and I both were born over there. And, and so, I mean, it, that, that thing carries a lot of memories with it, with it too. The, the second one, I'll tell you now, this, this kind of moves forward to my family, my wife, my daughter, mm -hmm. um, us, you know, our tradition now when we, when we decorate for Christmas. And we did it, you know, here just, just a week or so ago. We, we started off by, by watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which I will, I will argue with anybody. I mean, I will, like, <laughs> fight to the end. To argue that that mm -hmm. is the best Christmas movie of all time, and uh, so yeah, we watch we watch white or we watch uh, you know National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and you know put up the Christmas decorations and that kind of stuff. Just love that stuff, man. It's you know it's that's that's what the holidays are about, right? Just just being around family. You know, you you talk about you know going and, and watching your nephew's Christmas program, and you know us just you know having those traditions around you know decorating. So yeah, that's. Yeah. That's what it's all about, man. You know, this this show, we know this show's going out on Christmas Eve day. So, you know, for everybody, it's, you know, certainly, you know, our wishes for, for happy holidays, no matter what holiday you're celebrating this time of year, you know, definitely we, you know, want to wish everybody very happy holidays. Yes, we hope everyone out there just uh, has a wonderful holidays. You embrace the moment, embrace that time with your loved ones. And uh, we're thankful for all you guys. Absolutely. Well, Brian, I'm really thankful for you, man. This episode, oh my gosh, this was so much fun. I'm so glad we had the idea and go back to, you know, texting during the Broncos and Bills. And hopefully, you know, now <laughs> when we, we, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs, hopefully both of them, or at least one of them still has a chance, right, to, to make the playoffs and uh, we can enjoy some January football, right? Absolutely. And I love, you know, I'm grateful for you, brother. And any moment that I can spend a little time with you, even if it's, uh, you know, witnessing 12 men on the football field, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I hear you, man. Well, hey, uh, this was a blast. Um, folks, thank you for joining, joining us on whichever platform you're listening to. So I will say thank you for joining us here on the Leading into Leadership podcast. And 
I'll say thank you for joining for all my listeners on the Teaching Champions podcast. Right on. Happy holidays, everybody. Take care. All right, folks, just some quick final thoughts for, uh, for all of my listeners here on Leaning Into Leadership. Uh, number one, I want to, again, say thank you to Brian Martin for coming together with me on this very special collaboration. Uh, man, that was such a blast putting that together and having those conversations with him. Again, somebody I really super highly respect um, and uh, really admire. Uh, appreciate him as an educator, as a podcast, and as a human being. Um, second thought is this, um, you know, it's the holiday season and, you know, I, I'm recording this a little bit ahead of the, uh, actual holiday season, the actually, you know, Christmas Eve day when this podcast goes live. But, you know, I've been so excited about the holiday season. I talked about this a little bit in the episode and, and I guess this is your pep talk for the week. Um, take the time to just enjoy the holidays. You know, if you're thinking about work, set it aside. You know, turn the email notifications off on your phone. You know, leave your laptop in the backpack where it belongs. You know, really engage with family. Really stay focused. Allow yourself to recharge. Allow yourself to be whole again, right? I mean, folks, this work takes so much out of us. It really does. And if you weren't giving yourself to it, if you didn't care, if you didn't love kids and love what you do, then you, then you wouldn't feel that way. All right. So just don't lose sight of the fact that you've got to refill your cup in order to pour into others when you go back in 2024. So take the time, catch your breath, relax a little bit, have some fun. You know, don't worry so much about work. All right. Take that for what it's worth. Happy holidays, folks. Have a road awesome week. Thank you for listening to the Leaning Into Leadership podcast, brought to you by Road to Awesome. Don't forget, click subscribe, give a review, and share this with somebody who might also enjoy leaning into leadership.